Hello and welcome to Flippin' and Mashing, a podcast about pinball, video games, arcade games, movies, TV shows, whatever else we have in our game rooms. I don't have any TV shows in my game rooms. Do you? I mean, I think my wife has a season of Friends. Are we talking like physical copies of them or are we talking like (laughs) playing playing on TV at all times? Because if that's the case, then I've got National Treasure on lock. (laughs) Oh, God. There's another person that's invaded our podcast. Are they a hacker? I might be. (laughs) (laughs) We got the hack attack. And we got the Zach attack. Yes, sir. Zach is the fine gentleman who has been editing the podcast. Yes, I am, and I am happy to be a part of the team. Yeah, what uh, what do you got uh, drinking now? Uh, I am currently drinking a Blue Moon Light Sky with the added pomp of a orange garnish. God damn, Parnell, he's gonna make you look like fucking rookie class over here. Are those the thinner cans? Yeah, they're uh, okay, cool. the 12 ounces that are as tall as like a pounder, but they're thin. Yeah, so. it's almost like Red Bull. Yep. What are you drinking, Parnell? I have a Surly Grapefruit Supreme Tart Ale with grapefruit added. No garnish? Uh, my lips are garnishing this can. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, I can get behind this. I mean, if you want, I've got a grapefruit upstairs. I could, you know, quick make the two-hour drive up there and drop it off. Uh, oof. That sounds like a long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We went to the liquor store today to get, um, there's this small brewery up in, uh, oh my god, I'm gonna butcher the name. Kinawa, Michigan. And they have a blood orange beer. That is super fantastic, but we cannot find it. So we went to the the beer cave, Ryan, that you picked up that whiskey. And uh, we talked to the owner and he said, it should be coming and he'll call us. But on the way out, I was like, oh, Surly has a fruit variety pack. And it has a lime, a grapefruit, mango, and what's the other one? Black cherry. Mmm. My least favorite is mango, but it's not like it's bad. It's just my least favorite. But that pack I took down last week, so I bought another one. That's pretty good because they're not overly fruity. They're not overly tart. It's just kind of a subtle fruit ale flavor. That sounds tasty. Yeah. They're, They're perfect on these hot days where I'm assuming like you... We're at 90 degrees the last three or four days, so. Yeah, it, uh, stepping outside was a task. I found myself, like, not leaving my house for basically the entire weekend. The most, the most outside I went was either into my pool or into the garage for a couple hours to putz around and play magic with friends or grab a fucking drink. Yeah, it was nasty. I, I know Ryan was kind of gone this weekend but he also has air conditioning problems at his house so hopefully he can get a new one set up soon this thursday motherfuckers man i have three more days of bullshit air conditioning and then i'm gonna be fucking cool all the time we like that we like that very much 
Also, Parnell, you never asked what I was drinking. Oh, what are you drinking? You dick. Ryan, we don't care. Just went off on some <laughs> weird tangent. Well, uh, hold on, hold on. Before you tell us what you drank, Ryan, I just got to say, I'm pretty sure we skipped over your introduction, so I'd be really dis- like disappointed if I didn't get to hear a Ryan. Oh, yeah. Who, who's Ryan? <laughs> there we go. There it is. Kicking it old school. You know, I just, I, I think we have to bring something up before I tell you what I'm drinking. Um, It's been 20 episodes since I joined the <gasps> amazing podcast here. Seriously? Yeah. Dude, Um, so we've, so about episode 4950 you came on? Yeah, episode 50. Dang. And that was this year, right? Like 20... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess we we don't really release numbers, but you know, we don't have a really crazy podcast. But we have more than fourteen listeners. I <laughs> I can tell all the listeners, yeah. all sixteen of you, that you know there's there's definitely more than a few listening to us, and we're very thankful for the listeners that we have. Yeah, um, but our um overall listenership has doubled since you came on. Well, it's more like tripled and it's like way multiplied when we have some guests on. But uh, yes, yeah, those episodes get hot. Yeah, our 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 average listener base has like, I think, almost tripled consistently. Yeah, the consistent numbers probably. I haven't even looked at the stats in the last two months. So, you know, somebody asked me that the other day and I was like, you know, I'm so important now that I don't even have to check. <laughs> I don't even look you anymore. Know, I don't have to look. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know you made it when you're not even checking the numbers. You're just pumping out content and having fun with it. So, the fame has gotten to your head, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope, <laughs> yeah. I hope you guys are ready to kiss your listenership goodbye because you were talking about how uh, doubling and tripling happens whenever you have a guest on. Well, I am a detriment, so get ready to uh, half that number. It's fine. We are excited to hear your points of view on this news we have uh, shit we're excited to hear your points of views on a lot of things no that's I'm, true i'm excited to be here it's been a long time in the making it has we've talked about it for at least a month yeah and then like something with someone's schedule didn't work out mainly parnell's because of his crotch goblins but we've gotten it figured out <laughs> it's always parnell's fault listeners if that hasn't become aware Ryan hasn't found out what it's like to have children. <laughs> Not gonna. Nor I. Oh, you don't have kids either? Yeah. It's, oh, it's, no, no, no. It's uh, it's different. Oh, yeah. It's definitely different. I've heard all the joys you have. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just live that through you. I'll, I'll just be like that one uncle that occasionally comes up. It's fine. <laughs> so. All right. With that being said, uh, again, Zach, welcome to the podcast. You're not just, I mean, you're going to be editing it too, which I'm sure you're just going to love, but uh, we're, uh, we're glad mean, you're on the show. Yeah, it's more than anything, it's going to be a blast listening to my own voice, probably like minutes after I stop spitting what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. that hot fire. Exactly. Nothing but hot fire. Yep. It's uh, the first time you do it, it's a little weird. I remember editing the first show. Yeah, thankfully I, you know, had a poor attempt at making a YouTube in my past. So hopefully, uh, hopefully there's no like second coming of the wow, this is awful to hear. 
<laughs> no, yeah, then you'll be fine. You know, awesome. It's just, it's just weird. Like when I hear myself in my head, it sounds normal, but then when I hear myself recorded or on a phone voicemail or something, I don't like the way I sound, and uh, it's just interesting to hear yourself. Oh, see, I'm the complete opposite way. I'm going to be like hearing myself in my head and I'm like, okay, that's who I am. And then I'm going to be hearing myself after recording and I'm just, it's going to be hard to edit with, uh, you know, a three quarter chub. (laughs) I just love hearing myself talk. Exactly. Well, I mean, could you imagine what would happen if uh, Ryan was recording? He'd have to replace his keyboard every two weeks. Two weeks sounds like a long time. No, I mean editing. Uh, uh, recording. Yeah, he's got the clicky clackety one. It might he might have to just drill drain hole. Oh, see, you know, with the clickety clackety, that could actually be beneficial to us if he got into the editing game because then you wouldn't have to hear the clickety clacking in the uh, in the post. <sighs> Ryan, it'd be, it'd be squishity squishity. <laughs> oh, we got wow. ideas, man. We do. <laughs> We do. I don't have anything to. I don't have any input on that, honestly. It's because he's multitasking. I love my clickety clackety keyboard. Uh, so yeah, and the buttons are supposedly rated for ten million presses, so it would probably last at least a month or two. Thank you. Oh. Hill. So what's what are we going to talk about first? Oh wait, you didn't tell us what you're drinking, Ryan. No, nope. oh, got God. so far off tangent. Uh, I'll let, um, you know, one of our listeners, uh, Steve out there, he, he already knows, um, drinking a Lagunitas hop refresher. I'm feeling refreshed. I'm ready after a long weekend of drinking. Let's do this. What? Okay. Who's Steve? Steven. Which one? He knows. You don't. Um, Okay. Yep. There's like four of them, I guess, that it could yeah. be. Yep, exactly. It's one of four. Uh, no, it's it's Steven Silver. Oh, you've been talking to him about the hot water? Uh, he, well, because I'm drinking it constantly, uh, it's just yeah. kind, of, kind of like a meme. Oh, uh, okay. Where, of course, I'm drinking a hop refresher. <laughs> you just call it water now. I'm just drinking water. Uh, bad news. Um, I only have two bottles left. Um, so, been hitting the the non-alcoholic sauce pretty hard apparently and uh gonna have to go get some more which is really disappointing because that means i gotta travel down to like the cities and that's not really that's not really that hard is it because you bought those what two cases so probably 48 bottles um had to have been like two months ago at this point right it's been a while yeah, it's probably so, been about yeah, two months. You're averaging less than one a night. It's not too yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it, it really isn't that bad, but, you know, I wish they lasted longer, but they're too damn delicious not to drink more of. You should try and get uh, try and get in touch with, uh, like, Willy Wonka. He could probably make an everlasting Lagunitas hop refresher. <laughs> no, I just need to get sponsored by Lagunitas. Uh, oh. And they can just send me some every week. So, oh, okay. So do like, uh, like a Markiplier Del Monte campaign. Yes. Okay. And then when they get back to me, and they tell me that I'm trash and they're not going to sponsor me, I'll be like, 
don't fucking drink Lagunitas Hop Refresher. <laughs> I found a new one that's even better, everyone. Those swindlers at Lagunitas, they don't know what's good for them. But, uh, and I don't even know who I'd pick because they're, they're the best so far that I've tried. I, I now pick uh, tap water in the soda stream with a <laughs> uh, hop nug in it. Yeah, there you go. A little mm. chunk of hop. You can just grow your own hop. Yeah, but I mean, Scott Denisi would ask the important question. What kind of water are you putting in there? Like, are we talking sink water? Are we talking like... Yeah. Unfiltered, Brita, unfiltered, <laughs> unfiltered city water, city water or, wa- yeah. or well water, because I guess uh, that makes a difference too. You're gonna go set up a tarp in your local gutter, your local drainage, and just collect the runoff. Uh, so it's illegal, even though it's not alcoholic. Oh, it's it's not illegal. I was actually talking to Chelsea about that recently. Apparently, your county is one of the few that it is not illegal to gather rainwater in. In fact, they were. Uh, like trying to urge people to do it. Well, I've learned something new today. Yeah. Suck at other counties in Minnesota. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm in one of them. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right. So uh, let's get down to brass tacks. Um, I guess the first thing that we can talk about is new spooky pinball has actually released video of their playfield. Mm-hmm. which is pretty yeah. exciting it, yeah and you it's know. not like a full p- gameplay reveal but it's just well, like a yeah. reveal dead flips not swoops. playing it you know <clears throat> yeah but more of like a feature sure a teaser before the i don't know another stream eventually but they'll probably sell them before they do a full gameplay reveal won't they I think they did that with Rick and Morty. They did, but that was a hot property. So, well, Halloween and Ultraman, you've got everything to play for there with those two with those mm-hmm. two themes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could open up sales, but it'll be like Fathom revisited. It won't sell out until after the like more infos out. You think? Uh, I mean, unless they're only going to make fifty Halloweens, like uh, twelve fifty, I believe is the number. 1250 yep uh, and they aren't uh, limiting any version yeah no i know that but like i don't think it's gonna sell 1200 units in two hours like rick and morty mm, did yeah i i don't know i think they're gonna be hard pressed to sell more than 750 all right well 500. parnell has the hot take they aren't gonna sell I, I don't know, immediately it's it's an exciting new game with tons of features but like the theme like really it's not family friendly and so you have a little chunk taken off of that potentially and then uh how many people are really that into halloween well now hold on you say it's not family friendly but if you keep in mind the reboots then it's all about family (laughs) killing family i'm assuming i i've never seen it oh okay yeah i mean it's you know he's he's coming he's coming for his family (laughs) <laughs> whether it be murder or you know just trying to reconnect it's it's about family it's like the fast and furious movies it's all about family oh boy yeah those need to end <laughs> agreed the latest one um, did not get good scores in the box office i mean have any of them gotten good scores past uh, like tokyo tokyo drift, drift. yes that's the best no one okay i'm sorry guys that's not the highest ranked uh fast and furious but yeah i think fast and furious nine uh, or eight 
Fate of the Furious. That was, I think, the highest ranked one. On, oh, I thought uh, you were... IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, that's only because Paul Walker died, right? Uh, well, then we could rewind back to, I think, Fast and Furious 7 and oh, 6. Okay. Those both, like, most of Fast and Furious have actually gotten, like, good rankings. Tokyo Drift uh, actually got, like, the worst. Well, it's because it doesn't follow the core group. Uh, well, in Fast, the new one, uh, the kid's finally going to be in there because they're done doing time traveling. Uh, Which kid? The guy, the kid, the main actor from Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift. Like yeah. He's Shut now actually face. joining the crew for this one. Oh, my God. Because I'm they're done doing it. like the stupid time jump. Yeah. Yeah, the time the time jump has finally come forward, and now this actor that's like been on hold for like what twelve years, he can finally step into the limelight again. <laughs> if he doesn't bring his Mustang with that Skyline engine into the movie, then it's not going to be Wait, in there. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's not what matters. What needs to be in this movie is Lil Bow Wow with the <laughs> Hulk car. Oh God, I forgot oh, about that. Man, that thing is awesome. Uh, I don't know. I I've been so over Fast and Furious since like the fourth one because it's like Ocean's Eleven or whatever. It's it's over the hey, top. Hey, I don't need to. <laughs> don't you it, talk yeah. shit about some of my favorite movies? Yeah, well, it happens. I mean, Ocean's Twelve was definitely like my least favorite, but Ocean's Eleven and Ocean's Thirteen were they were hot. I just can't get over you know Julia Roberts playing julia roberts that's the biggest thing that like hurts me when it comes to the fucking oceans franchise she couldn't even do it that well because they immediately figured out that she was a hack oh my god i know all right anyways back to halloween pinball machine that just got announced um so we've all kind of watched the the video so you know i guess uh pernell besides you not thinking that uh you know, it's going to sell well. I don't, what other input do you have? I, well, that's relative to how many they're going to make, but mm-hmm. I think it looks really cool. Like, there's a lot of stuff on the game. What do you think of the um, artwork? Artwork looks great. Yeah, I think the artwork does look pretty good. Yeah, the artwork artwork looks great. And with Spooky's uh, playfield process, it'll probably look and keep really well. It should, yep. Um, I, I guess we haven't heard the sound except for the main theme. That's probably just going to be what it is the entire game. Just that'd be so annoying. Just, I hope it's on repeat. Yeah, the audio design for those movies was never like super adventurous, so you're probably going to see a lot of the same sound. As long as we just hear screams and that'll be perfect. Um, the toys look cool. Like the, the hedges, those are neat. The hedges are cool. Although I guess my only real complaint with the hedges is I think somebody else had brought it up too. If you were five years old and could barely see over the lockdown bar, it'd be really awesome. Cause you can't see, um, Oh, the pop out. You can't see those characters behind it, but you yep. can, because you're, you know, average couple feet above adult yeah so i guess that was kind of one depressing thing was like they didn't have something to kind of hide that right so as soon as you walk up to it like straight on you're you're gonna gonna see see 
yeah, you're going to see them there. Hmm, good point. I didn't. Yeah, they definitely uh, used vi- videography trickery to make it look like they were actually hidden when they yeah, showed it. Right, but they really aren't. They're just floating there. I guess that's one knock that I'm not in love with. And the other big knock is <gasps> I really wish they had put just some frosted something over the LEDs. I really, I don't know. Like with Guns N' Roses, Zach, I don't think you've seen a Guns N' Roses, but maybe while I'm going off on a quick tangent, you can Google the Guns N' Roses pinball machine. Yeah, I was has, literally just opening another tab to do that. Yeah, it has a shitload of LEDs down both sides, and it has like these super cool, like interactive music, light show things, and it's really cool. Uh, but they have a frosted like lens over the LEDs, so you're not just looking at the... Uh, 5050s or 5650s or whatever like actual size these leds are uh just like on the strips um ryan i just was watching the video and that part scrolled through i mean they did nothing to hide the solder cut lines are all there like that's what i'm saying like there's there's nothing right and i know that some other manufacturers have done stuff similar and you know, uh, it's definitely not the prettiest thing ever. Just seeing exposed with all of the stuff LEDs. It's really nice when you kind of hide them a little bit. You give them a little bit of that, you know, a little bit of that love and that little extra care. And uh, you hide them behind something. So they just kind of look a little bit cooler. And when, when you have something over it, it diffuses the light. And personally, mm-hmm. for me, I think that looks cooler when the light gets diffused. Um, but I, you know, maybe that's what they were going for and I'm just an idiot and I'm not seeing the real purpose of it. Um, when we were looking at LED strips for the Pinduino system, especially for Tron, I wanted that, that, um, a diffuser. I yeah, think like that's that actually rubber. the technical term. Yeah. It's a, a diffuser. Um, and, and they exist. Like they sell rolls with that, you know, the LEDs are pretty much encased in that rubber plastic, uh, whatever it is. So it's not like they couldn't get it and they operate the same. I don't know. It we'll see how blinding it is. Cause I'm assuming it'll be pretty bright when it's in your eye. Yeah. It looks pretty bright. Like looking back, I just watched the, uh, reveal video for the, and maybe it's, you know, more true to watch like a gameplay for the guns and roses one but i saw what ryan was mentioning about sort of like the frosted covering for the lighting and coming back to this fucking halloween video it's very it's very bright they did have complaints on their older games that there was so dark but (laughs) so now they're just like fine you fuckers want it to be bright here's the sun (laughs) just a little overcorrecting. yeah I mean, you know, I'm not trying to shit on their innovations because it's always really cool whenever we see a pinball machine with LEDs that are single LED addressable so they can do cool animations and they can get the LEDs to do like cool chasing effects and uh, just parts of the LED strips be different colors like that stuff's really cool. And I really appreciate that. But I do think, you know, now in 2021 they should have been diffused 
uh, and I can't imagine a piece of plastic to diffuse those better would have costed more than, you know, pennies. Um, but I guess, you know, those are like the two big things. I think the playfields could be good, but like some other games, those playfields take up a shitload of real estate. So a bunch of the shots are like hidden. Yeah. <laughs> and now Ryan, you mentioned how it couldn't cost much more than a couple of pennies, but that is a fantastic segue into the next reveal from Spooky of this weird penny pinching thing that seems to be as to the Ultraman. I'm not the biggest fan personally of rethemed pins. I think Spooky's done it before with dominoes. No, that was original. Was it? I mm-hmm. thought there was one that they essentially just rethemed and it was That was supposed to be um shoot skis, what was it? Was it Rob Zombie or yeah, Rob Zombie was gonna be a different game. Mm. But it wasn't ever released. Okay. Well then I take that back. Uh rethemes are kinda oh, uh great example. Family Guy and Shrek. Because those actually are rethemes. Um but I don't know. I mean, I guess if you like the one game enough or the layout enough and you don't like Halloween's theme, maybe you like Ultraman? Question mark. Well, that could fit into sort of like the uh, on route type of mindset of what is the general audience that comes in here. I guess. But Ultraman, man, like <laughs> I'm not saying that that, you know, people don't know Ultraman, but. It's a deep cut. You're not wrong, but yeah, I mean that's that's some deep stuff. Uh, yeah, but the the light show seems so much more tame on this for some reason. Yeah, and I mean they could have different coding in there to to make yeah. it tamer, or it could just be the lighting because uh, it looks like a lot of the Halloween shots. It's in a darker area, whereas I think Ultraman. I haven't watched Ultraman's like right now. I'm watching the Halloween one kind of on repeat, but the Ultraman one might have brighter lights so the leds aren't as blinding maybe well no it's just a different light show um i'm actually totally cool with this i think it's a smart idea for them to do rethemes um and while i maybe if it was my company would do something a little different like um i i don't know who ultraman i mean i i know of ultraman but i've never seen anything ultraman Oh, you are missing out. It is fantastic, like, oh, I bet. Japanese animation. <laughs> it's, they're, they're being smart. They're taking a property that is reasonably popular in the West, Halloween, and then they're taking a property that is probably a cult following in the West, but bigger in Japan, and they're just retheming it. And so they're not, no matter how many Ultramans they sell, they're not going to lose anything out. They've already kind of covered the cost from sales of Halloween. And I don't think there's going to be a lot of people that want both. I think that they're with the, with the new hobbyists in pinball, they're going to be excited for Halloween. There might be a handful of people really pumped about Ultraman who are I like those huge that. anime nerds. I believe that. And I, I stand corrected with my earlier statement. It It is not animated as I originally recalled it. It is people in rubber suits. <laughs> well, it I, is 
live action. Yeah, is there a name for that? Because it's like it's like the old Godzillas. It's that same. Well, there's an Ultraman versus Godzilla. <laughs> I think yeah. there's actually a few. Yeah, because there's. Uh, I don't know if it's Godzilla, but there's some sort of giant lizard monster in the reveal trailer. Oh. There were actually several of the monster suits for Ultraman were recycled from Godzilla films. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> partially explains some of it. I mean, at this point, they're kind of like corny, like, fun things to watch. But, I mean, I like watching that. I, I love Godzilla stuff, but I don't have time to watch that stuff anymore. Nothing wrong with that. But I guess Marvel owns it? Seriously? I just Ultraman? saw a post. Yeah. Oh. I just saw a post that their backlash will be the cover of the next Ultraman comic. Oh. Uh, did Marvel buy it or something? It wouldn't surprise me. Like, my biggest thing, I guess, with the, uh, with the layout here, not to backtrack onto it, but the... What is it? The elevator um, inlanes? Those are kind of weird. Okay, so what's up with that? So can any ball roll down an inlane from the upper play field, or does it fall in and then come back up? No, it looks like the ball can still roll into the inlanes on their own, but it looks how, like... How? There's holes there. Oh, well, then it falls down into it and then kicks it back out. Hmm. Those coils are going to be juicy they weren't <laughs> coils though they were called like elevator lifts or something mm. I, i'm a little weirded out by it and then like the three scoops on the left like <sighs> for it, it doesn't look like it's gonna have a lot of flow but then they claim that it does have a ton of flow in the feature in the feature list it says flows <laughs> i mean all right the little upper play fields those look like they have some flow I'll give them that they're they're they loop back around onto themselves. They look like they could flow, but I do like the design of the upper play field and the other yeah. levels too. It looks I nice. Mean, those are those are very unique and interesting, and I'm not going to detract from that because I, I you know there is a certain amount to it. However, um, when I think flow in a game, I don't think scoops or gobble holes, and there is. Four gobble holes that I can see immediately on this play field. And then there's a ball lock for a fifth gobble hole. That's one of the shots. Now that that ball lock could open back up and kick the ball somewhere else. But that's a lot of stop and go. And that is not a lot of flow. And you don't have... It looks like you do still have an orbit. But uh, it's going to have some really weird it has some weird geometry because like if you nail the right orbit with the left flipper, the ball's going to come out and I don't think it's going to go to your left flipper. I think it's going to go to your right flipper. Like as it's coming around that orbit, if it doesn't get diverted, it looks like it could actually go back over to your right flipper. It comes out to the left of that left ramp. Right. Yeah. And the angle of it almost looks like, down the it middle. could actually return either down the middle or almost to the right flipper again, which mm -hmm. would make it to where you couldn't hit that orbit or that loop, you know, orbit multiple times. So I don't know. I think there's some funny stuff going on. I can tell you that much. So the left ramp goes to the left ramp down to your left flipper. 
The right ramp must go to the upper playfield. It's what it's looking like. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't fully understand the flow. I guess we'll have to see gameplay because there's not a whole lot of places it can flow to. Yeah, I mean, sure, there's a lot of flow up on the mini playfields, but I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's the whole point, right? You really aren't ever supposed to be down on the main playfield, but. Well, and then how long is it going to take for the ball to drain in the scoop and get to the elevator for your in-lane f- um, that in lane lift, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how well those hold up on route too. Yes, we will wait to see. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, there's two spinners in the upper. They made they made some comment, and it was like dual spinner combo shot, and I was like, what? But in the upper, upper the upper field. The upper with the stairs with the staircase there's yes. two flippers up there or two flippers two spinners up there mm-hmm. and so you can hit one it loops back to your flipper and you can flip again and go the other orbit um man i'll be, people were kind of shitting on mandalorian's little mini playfield. i'll be curious to see what people think about these upper little mini playfields because and monsters they shit on but like yeah, but these monsters are those poo poo oh get out of here these are uh like if it's gonna be a pain in the butt to get back up there if it's drain. So it kind of reminds me of Rob Zombie, like mm-hmm. what they were going for in Rob Zombie's uh, like upper playfield. Yeah, and maybe it was like they learned or they had an idea, but they couldn't execute it. And now they're like executing what they wanted. I mean, to do I originally. think you know one of the coolest upper playfields personally is Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle. Haven't played it. I mean, the game's hard as fuck, but the upper playfield is probably the coolest upper playfield because there's a few flippers up there. There's a ton of different shots. That's how you collect extra ball is getting up there. So, like, I think they did good implementation there. So it could be really good here. I guess we'll just have to see how hard everything is to hit. But we shall see. Tilt will have one. If everything's easy to hit, then uh, it'll flow well because you'll be able to hit everything you want. Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you can see, though, in like at one minute and two seconds, you can see the like view that you would probably have. And you can see all three of Michael's heads like poke, poking up over the brush or the, <laughs> <laughs> the the things he's supposed to be hiding behind. And I know that there's like space constraints, but you'd kind of think that they almost would have because there's really nothing over there. You think they would have just added like a top part. I'm betting so it would have yeah, hit his head. Someone will make a mod that like 3D prints well, sure, a, a but, brush you know. bush sculpt on top. Because yeah, that is there really three Michaels coming after you, or is it just one? There's just one. Yeah. So oh, whatever. But we have to use our imagination as well, don't we? I don't have one. But at 101, you see the entire game orange, which is pretty cool looking. But yeah, I mean, you definitely from that point of view you see every LED in those strips. So we'll see how blinding it is. Mm-hmm. I do like that they have uh, RGB drop targets. They don't look like they're lit as much as I'd like to see them lit, but they are there. Yeah, you like those because of the what, TNA? The spook- those, uh, well, Rick and Morty TNA and Rick and Morty, yeah. But those like always were lit, whereas these, at least right now, aren't. But that could just be... Due to the fact that it's still like a prototype at this point. 
So we'll see when real code comes out, how well that is handled. But uh, anyways, I guess hmm. on to our next topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Parnell, would you, would you like to go ahead and take the next question? Where are we? All right. Why don't you look at the show oh. notes? All right, we're going to dive into a little bit of uh, Zach's personal information here. Uh-oh. <laughs> so what's your social security number, your mother's maiden name, and your first car? <laughs> um, 69. Um, her, her, her maiden name is Bananarama. Okay. And my my first car, you asked, was the other yes. one? Yes. Um. It was a, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> okay. All right. All so right. all wrong answers. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Let's see. So we, ha- we have here, what's your favorite pinball games? What do you, oh, Ryan, you worded this so funny. Uh, so what are your top, I don't know, five favorite games of pinball, Zach? Oh, boy. Um, well, Funnily enough, considering the general theme of this podcast, I'd have to say right up at the top is the P3. It's left an impression on me like literally no other pinball ever has. Well, um, you're being serious. Like, it's legit yeah. your favorite. Yeah. It. Um, well, and for me, it comes from a place of it marries the world of pinball and video games in such a, like, natural fashion that it it just I felt at home playing it and like everything I was doing the shots made sense there wasn't like the light show wasn't distracting me from what I was supposed to be doing I really want P3 to team up like collaborate with a video game studio and bring a legit video game IP to the P3 I think it would be an amazing integration Oh, I agree. I I mean, I went down a rabbit hole for a while after listening to podcasts month, month and a half ago now, uh, where you guys were talking about how they got a new IP and, or not an IP, it's, uh, they licensed. And I was like, oh man, if it's Doom, I'm about to like lose a fat wad of cash from my bank account. And I went down a rabbit hole looking at, like, looking into anything I could, including, like, who, which part of this, like, uh, id software, Zenimax, Bethesda, Microsoft, like, who owns the licensing rights are, um, is it public records if a company licenses some of their IPs to a different company? And I, I, I went off the walls with it and, it's not a proud moment, but I don't know. Kept me busy for a day. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad thing, though. Like, it's drumming up some interest in uh, more pinball stuff. Yeah. Oh, you and Doom, huh? You and Ryan are little Doom fans. Yeah, mm-hmm. I uh, I wasn't always a Doom fan. Like when I first played it, uh, I played the original one back in the day. Obviously, I wasn't you know, really of age to play Doom when it first came out, but I played it several, several years ago, and I was like, okay, this is fun, and then the 2016 Doom came out, and for the first couple levels before you go into hell, I was like, oh man, 
this game is amazing. And then there was something that just fell off for me and never ended up beating it. And then a couple of years ago, before Doom Eternal came out, actually, Ryan borrowed me Doom on the Switch and told me to play on Ultraviolence because <laughs> if you play on a higher difficulty, it forces you to stay invested in what is happening on screen. And you so, have to plan a lot more, too. Like, you can't yeah. just run in and, like, whip your dick out and just, like, clear the area and move on. Like Exactly. The game will punish you, and you have to strategically know, like, what you're going to do at any moment. Yeah. And, man, I tell you what, since that day, like, I tried playing it on the Switch, and I was playing it handheld for a while, and I was like, Ugh. this looks like ass, but <laughs> it is so fun. So... I went back to GameStop after dropping the Switch cartridge off at Ryan's again, and I grabbed Doom, and I think it was at the time that I could already pre-order Eternal, too, so I did that as well while I was there, and then spent the next, uh, I want to say, two or three days getting every single trophy for it on PlayStation 4. Oh, you had it for multiple consoles. I had originally borrowed it. When I first had it, I originally borrowed it from a friend for PlayStation 4, played it, and yeah. And then Ryan borrowed me the Switch, and then I went back and bought it for PlayStation 4, because I am a slut for trophies. They are a digital crack. <laughs> and I just keep heating up my spoon. But uh, So that's all they gotta do, is just have a bunch of trophies and you're addicted? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I am, I want to say, 70 Platinum Trophies on my PlayStation account and counting. And Platinum Trophies, for those who don't know, is by completing every single trophy listed for a certain game. And part of the reason why I do that is it gives me the full capability to play the game for as long as possible. Because if I just play the game until I beat it, then I just play the game until I beat it. Versus if I play the game and then I go back and look at the trophies, I have more reason to keep playing it or to play through it again. Like for Prey, I think that took me like six playthroughs to get all the trophies on that. But I loved every single time I did it. Jeez. Yeah, it's a lot of replay value or potential replay value. Exactly. Um, Hydro Thunder has a handful of trophies, and of course, some of them are online play, and so, mm. oof, if you get an yeah. old game like that, and it's not active, you just get, it sucks. Well, that was, I experienced quite recently a huge depression, because I replayed Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which is arguably like the best Assassin's Creed game because the ship mechanics in it alone are fantastic. But uh, yeah, that had online trophies and that community is so dead. So you pretty much have to get a bunch of friends together, right? To like, as long as the servers are still active, you can get a bunch of friends. to. Yeah, it. but that's also, you know, going down the rabbit hole of convincing, hey, you should totally buy this game for 10 or $15. <laughs> like saying that to, you know, five or six friends and, you know, you should totally play this game with me for like the fucking combined 10 minutes that I'll need you to have it. <laughs> okay, good point. 
Yeah. <laughs> Unless you start buying their games for them to get the trophies. I, oh my God, I feel like I actually did that one time. I came across something on sale one time and I was like, oh, you know what? I'll give this to my friend. And, uh, oh, it was, uh, it was Dying Light. I actually had the game and went to GameStop one time and they had the whatever special edition that came with the DLC. And I was like, oh, sweet. I'll take this because then I get the DLC with it. And then I can just give my copy to a friend and he can help me get some of the like co-op trophies. So <laughs> that's not, um, so did you have to, can, huh, let's see, did you buy that physical or did you have to buy it on the PC so that you could gift it? Uh, it was almost all physical. I mean, for the okay. most part, until I got into my most recently recent relationship, I almost never bought anything digital, but now what I can do is since me and my girlfriend both have a PlayStation, I can set her, her PlayStation as my home PlayStation so that anything that is downloaded from my account, she can play. Oh, just like Xbox. You can share it. Yep, exactly. But yeah, yeah for the, up until then I was ex- like exclusively physical copies. Like I have probably a hundred plus uh, Xbox 360 games. And I got to imagine I'm getting somewhat close to that number with PlayStation 4 games, too. God, PS4 isn't even that old. No, it is not. I mean, I owned a game for the PlayStation 4 before I even owned a PlayStation 4. I got the uh, collector's edition of Bloodborne. Do you actually like that game? Oh, yes, sir, I do. I Mm, am. uh... I heard it was hard. Well, it can be. What, What do you think, Ryan? Haven't played it. Do you own it? I do not. I know that it's supposed to be a really great game, uh, but I have not played it yet. I'm generally like a system behind. uh, Just seems to be cheaper that way. I'll definitely, (laughs) if there's a game that I have to have bad enough, I'll buy the newest system. But a lot of times I'll be like a system behind because it's cheaper. The Switch is obviously an exception to that because, you know, whatever. But, like, I got a PlayStation 4, like, last year, I think. So, <laughs> I got into the PlayStation 4 game pretty late. Fair enough. I don't um, have a PlayStation 4. Oh, that is a shame. Well, I mean, in theory, in the coming months, if uh, my girlfriend can manage to get her hands on a PS5, I might have a PS4 for you. <laughs> I've wanted one, but yeah, I just, God, with, well, once my dry bar goes, I don't have a place to put them and then I can pick them up like quicker, but like the switch is great because I will, unless I play at night, I get minutes, like five minutes here, 15 minutes. So the switch is great because I can just pick it up and then pause it on whatever yeah. game. It really has the ability to be put back down, picked back up, put down, picked up. So yeah but there i haven't even kept up with the playstation for xbox one games so i've only been hearing what everybody else talks about see listeners parnell's just a phony phony baloney He's just a big old phony he doesn't why follow I only anything talk about nintendo. yep he just wants to talk about nintendo there's nothing even... wrong with that Shh, don't don't oh, side I'm... with him I mean, everybody uh, fucking pa- patronizing casual. 
lock him in the stockade <laughs> and throw <laughs> rotten fruits and vegetables at him. Thank you. There we go. Yep. I'm just going to pick up my Game Boy and start playing Game Boy again. <laughs> no, you're wanting all those stupid Game & Watches right now. You're like, oh my god. Game & Watch! Pre-ordered the Zelda, man. I'm in it. In it to win it. You know, you could have just bought those Zelda games for the Switch for probably like $3 and played it digitally on your Switch. Yeah, it's not the point. I right. Think- I think if you own the Nintendo Online service, I think the original two Zelda games are actually part of the like yeah, digital are. service. They totally are. <laughs> oh, look at that. It's ah. free. Well, it's not free. It's 20 bucks a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you pay that anyways. Um. Yeah, because in my head, I'm going to get back into Splatoon. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Meta's completely shifted, bud. You're like five five seasons behind. Eh, whatever. I'll t- I I am assuming I'm just getting my butt handed to me by everybody. That's the best part about Splatoon One is that like not a lot of people have had the Wii U, so I was actually really good online. But then when the Splatoon Two came out, everybody and their grandma had a Switch. Yep. And all those Call of Duty players, man, oh, just rock your face off. Oh, it's I don't... probably Call of Duty and Fortnite kids. Oh, yeah, it's probably the Fortnite kids. Yeah. And I don't know if I had a pro controller then. God, you have to have a real controller. All right, so next thing. Zach, you talked about, uh, as we got off into a huge tangent, you talked about one of your favorite pinball machines. Yeah. Uh, um, you've gotten to experience quite a few down in my basement, though, uh, that I've picked up and traded and begged, borrowed, and never stolen. Uh, what are some other pinball machines that you've really come to like or ones that you've played out in the wild well as far as ones that i've you know played out in the wild fucking forever ago when i'd go with my parents to like the uh casino i'd get dropped off in the arcade and they had an old uh god i want to say it was an old adams family there Mm -hmm. and i'd sit and play on that a bunch i didn't know what the hell i was doing i was literally just hitting buttons watching the flippers go click clack and hitting the ball so it was fun, but as far as like actually retaining a true taste as to whether I like it or not, I don't know. It's probably up there because it's one of my first experiences. Other than that, I think I'd probably have to say that, uh, man, I really liked your Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> okay. Like, if if nothing else, just being able to see... You know, baby Keanu was always fun, but uh, the gameplay for it felt really smooth. There was nothing, nothing really as a drawback for it. It was kind of sad to see that one go. I mean, it was sad to see that one come and go. That thing was in your basement for a very short period. Not the shortest. I think Playboy, Playboy holds the title there. What was that, like a week? Week and a half, yep. From the time it came into my basement to the time it was on somebody else's truck leaving. Jesus. <laughs> um, but he had to have it so bad. I thought I'd really like it. I'm sorry. Parnell, you even played it after I got done shopping out, and you're like, yeah, no. Those white rubbers, man. Bad news bears. I mean, it's... It's also the game, too. But it's the same concept as what we were discussing, I think, before we started recording. It's, you know, it's like the Senran Kangura... Peach ball, boobs. That's that's why. That's why he had to have it. <laughs> See, now it makes sense. 
Right, but it was a letdown. So it was like, all right, well, off you go. Nice while you had it. So you liked Johnny Mnemonic. Any others that really stuck out, either that are in the basement or previously? Uh, Big fan of uh, Rick and Morty. That one's uh, a blast. Callouts are fantastic. The gameplay is uh, unforgiving, but also (laughs) somehow fair. Yep. Uh, Like, however the hell that works, I don't know, but... Uh, as far as what you have down there right now, I mean, I found Ninja Turtles was fun, but I wasn't like blown away by it. Ghostbusters fun, wasn't blown away by it. Uh, the one time I played TNA, I was, you know, fantastic light show soundtrack was amazing. Uh, it whooped my fucking ass. So, yep, it does that. Yeah. And that was before I really had much of a like ability to form an opinion one way or the other on pinball. So I was like, well, I failed and you will not be receiving my patronage anymore. Goodbye, sir. (laughs) Really? Well, that's, I'm sure I would go back to it and play it now, but it just, it was so long ago and it was one of the first things I think I played in Ryan's basement. Yeah, but he still has it. Yeah, I know. I just, I don't know. The last couple times that we've gone back, it's been like we either sit and watch movies or we go and do something or it's P3 time. It's always P3 time. It's always P3 time. Uh, Do you see what I like to do is I play a game of TNA while I wait for Ryan to play a game because he can take forever. That is true. Uh, I'm I'm a great host, but you probably don't want to be playing a game with me. <laughs> it's no, probably I've... best if you play a game by yourself, and I just kind of hang out and talk with you down there. Yeah, I've I've traveled the uh, former road, and it's it's not a pleasant path. It's watch me take my three minute turn, and then watch Ryan do nothing but shit all over the nice score you thought you got. <laughs> Especially Black Knight. Uh, yeah. Black Knight was fun, though. I mean, I didn't have anything wrong with Black Knight. It was fun. The topper really added some extra flair to it. and Yeah, but nobody liked playing it with me anymore. Because I'd have, like, fucking 15-minute ball times. And people were just like, holy shit, can you just drain and let me play my ball? <laughs> so, that's why it left. But, it was a good game. Yeah. I don't miss it, but I miss the soundtrack bumping, but I get to listen to that in the car because I was one of the idiots that bought the uh, vinyl. So I got Hell the soundtrack yeah. for free when Ooh. I got the vinyl that I paid money for. I thought you were going to tell us you had a record player in your car. Fuck no, I'm not that cool. I need to get a cassette player in the car. I can listen to some TNA tunes all the time. Oh boy. Oh boy. I mean, could you imagine like coming home from work you're in the driveway waiting to pick up chelsea you're taking her out on date night she hops in she's wearing a nice dress and you look at her pull your shades down so that you can look at her with your eyes and you whip that bad boy out from your pocket <laughs> your shirt like, pocket mm. yeah yep pocket <laughs> protector and all and you, just you forget look that her they're, straight they're in like the eyes. purple or pink shades too like they're Ooh. definitely not normal sunglasses <laughs> they're well, like that just that just adds to the narrative wave. yeah yeah 
and you just pop that bad boy in, kick it in reverse, and take the fuck off. And she is just set for the night. I mean, who wouldn't be? I mean, I know I would be moist. Yeah, right. So, um, I guess, Zach, uh, I'll ask the next question. So, uh, what were your initial opinions of the P3 besides, oh my god, I have to have it? So, I think if you don't remember some of these, I've talked about them before. So hopefully you do. But like, I know that you've said a few times that you've had some criticism as far as uh, how poorly other games can uh, tell you what it wants you to do. So, I mean, I think that was one of the things that you spoke about the most was... Yeah, so my first actual time playing, I sat down and played Ranger and well, I didn't sit down, I was standing. Uh played Ranger in the Ruins. So first off, real confused cuz that doesn't give you a whole lot of direction, but I was, you know, love roguelikes, lo- roguelites and so that had a big draw for me. I don't know, I think I pumped like fucking 20 minutes worth of balls into it just like draining after 15 seconds almost every time. And I was like, I don't know why, but I just want to keep hitting start. So it, there was something about it that just really drew me in. And then we swapped over and checked out, was it cosmic cart? Yep. It was probably cosmic cart. That would have been the same play field. Yeah. And that was less confusing. Like, the biggest problem I always had with pinballs prior was unsure what I was doing. The light show can be beautiful, but it can also be really distracting and confusing to someone that doesn't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So coming into the P three, other than uh, Ranger in the ruins, of course it was straightforward. It, I, I knew what I had to do because it lit up the shots that I had to do or the screen told me or even the audio would tell me what to do. So, I mean, I thought it was weirdly fun. I couldn't stop pressing start. And there was a level of guidance, but also it wasn't just holding your hand the whole time. Do you feel like it was like that for every game, though, or only certain games? Uh. I felt that way with Cosmic Cart. Uh, Cosmic Cart was definitely more guiding and less hand-holding, whereas Ranger in the Ruins, very like, fuck it, man, launch the ball, see what happens. And then I don't think I played Lexi. I think I watched Ryan play Lexi at one point, and that one seemed very straightforward as to what you were supposed to do. But then Creme de la Creme... Uh, heist heist just makes sense there's nothing about it that was confusing to me every shot that i was supposed to make lit up any time that i got one of the uh crew members to the level they were supposed to be it shows you right the fuck where you're supposed to shoot the ball do you think sometimes it was too obvious like they should have made it secret tricky well i mean I'm not too much in the world of it, so I guess I don't know if that's is because that's probably a fairly major drawback for some people. But for me, it's it was helpful, and I'm sure there could be. It's a P3. It's modular. You could literally just 
it takes nothing but some code to be like, hey, here's an option to say, do you want to have obvious guidance or not? Almost like a uh, tutorial-esque type of play. Yeah, I mean, I think personally that the game being able to show you specifically what you can shoot is a good thing, especially, and I guess we need to preface this. So listeners, Zach isn't really like a huge pinballer like me and Parnell. He's getting into pinball because I'm shoving it down his throat, but he was not someone that before like he started hanging out with me, he would never go out and actively seek it. Uh, And I still don't think that he will like, you know, (laughs) look at his watch or his calendar or whatever and be like oh it's wednesday i need to go down and play pinball today at tilt or one of the local like barcades or arcades in the area uh but obviously whenever i get new games i I force him to play them and we have a lot of fun um but i think the cool thing about you know high the, the p3 being so clear is that um the difficulty in the game isn't in its ability to tell you what to do, but the shots themselves. Because uh, if if I don't know what I'm doing, that's obviously super frustrating, right? And Zach, I'm sure you can attest to that when you've played some of the games downstairs. Like uh, you'd hate uh, the Simpsons pinball party because all that does is like yell at you constantly, and you'll have like multiple things going at the same time. So like you'll make a shot, but it'll be like, hey, you need to shoot these other shots, and you're like, but I just shot a shot, and so. I think to an extent, uh, the difficulty should be knowing what you're supposed to do, but achieving that is, you know, the difficult part is, is making those shots, but yeah. Yeah. And obviously to like a trained player, it's, you can play without that guidance and you know what shots you need to make and you know, at what point on the flipper, the ball needs to be for the, uh, shot you're trying to make. And so I'm not that experienced, so having that guidance there really helps me know how to progress, and it's necessary, because, I mean, I could take the flipper and launch at something 20 fucking times thinking, oh, I'm going to get it this time, oh, I'm going to get it this time, oh, 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 and never fucking get it. Yep, no, absolutely, but... Yeah, well, I was really happy to hear after you tried the P3 that that was like your favorite down there because, uh, yeah, I love my P3. Parnell's going to love his P3. Oh, yeah, because he's played mine enough to know. But, yeah, it's always nice to get and hear opinions of those that like aren't constantly like avid pinballers, too, because I know that we've had listeners reach out to us and ask like what our loved ones and our like close friends thought about the p3 and if their opinions were different and i think most everyone that i've spoken to that isn't a pinball player that's played the p3 has had really really good uh like positive feedback about their experience because the game kind of cuts out a lot of the noise that other machines will have kind of going um that aren't able to portray as well what you're supposed to do, especially to someone that isn't a pinball aficionado like me and Parnell. Yeah. And that's again, yeah, not, not an aficionado, not an aficionado, but it's, and there's something about it. And whether it's, you know, the inner gamer in me saying, Ooh, there's a screen here. Um, 
it's you just can't not keep hitting play. I mean, I think last time that we were over there playing, there was a couple other people over and it was their first time checking it out. And man, I was just glued to heist. Like I wasn't doing anything but playing heist. I, I felt like kind of a dick because no one else was able to play the machine and I kind of robbed them for that. But at the same time, fuck them. I got to play heist. <laughs> hey man, that's what matters. Nothing wrong with hogging the machine. <laughs> well, I'm I, sure if it was in a public setting, it would, would be a problem. I also, the first time I played the heist and uh, Ranger in the Runs was like addicted. It's, to... There's something about it. And then I've come back and had just bad pinball days. And uh, I kept hitting start, but I kept sucking. And then I wanted to throw that game out the window. Yeah, but that's all your games downstairs because you kind of suck all the time. I'm not horrible at medieval madness. Sure. I'm just not good. Well, right. I mean, we knew that much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I haven't heard when mine's coming, but hopefully it's after we sell Joker poker. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Speaking of which, it sounds like we might have an update on that. Did we get permission to mention the person's like first name? I didn't ask, but so no. Oh, all right. Well, then that that person will continue to be mystery person. But Ooh. it sounds like they are going to get the game, which is super exciting for me and Parnell and to this person because a they get a game that we've thoroughly went through and taken care of. But b uh, we get some much needed money for other pinball related projects. So <laughs> we're yeah, he, overall excited. Obviously. Uh, we we have to send more pictures, and then he can look those over and right, um, and then it still has to get finished. So the coils from pinball resource for the chimes should be here this week. And I'll put those in and then bring it down to Ryan so he can put the drop targets in. Whoop, whoop. I'm excited to see you, boo. Yeah, I just got to recharge one display, and that should be good to go. I'm super excited. Which I forgot to do that today. Good job. Once the kids came home from daycare, game over, man. Game over. So I guess we're going to change gears here, shift gears like in uh, Fast and Furious. That was me shifting a gear poorly. Uh, So, Zach. Yeah. What video games are you playing right now? Oh, boy. Well, oh, uh, boy. A billion of them. Um, That's a lot. Yeah, I have a problem, but uh, I thought you finished so recently. Well, I mean, I finished most of them, but it's like I'll go to. Uh, lately, these days, I've been finding myself busier and busier. So, like, I'll go to GameStop while I'm halfway through a game, and I'll pick up two or three games. I'll get home, ignore the one I'm halfway through, start a new game, and beat that one to death and then not touch the other two for months. And that's a vicious cycle. But I mean, right now I have, I'm like halfway through Hitman three that I'm borrowing from a buddy. And I don't know that game's fun. There's nothing like inherently phenomenal about it, but the ability to just kind of log in, pick a mission and fuck around for a while is a blast. Um, I've been playing, 
the Halo games, Master Chief Collection. Ryan knows all about that because he's been uh, carrying my ass through Halo 1 on Legendary. So Nah. Legendary? We've been... We've been... We've we've both been carrying equal parts. (laughs) Well, I mean, you're doing most of the staying alive shit, and I'm doing the how can I jump to skip this section type of shit. (laughs) Just jump, jump and shoot. Exactly. But yeah, that's been that's been really fun. It's been kind of distracting getting back into PC gaming because. I've got a PS5, and really, I should be taking advantage of that. I mean, I what? bought I bought the new Ratchet & Clank game mm. last week, and I was going to start playing it Friday or Saturday, but I was busy all weekend, so eh, eh, I really want to play it. But I also have been trying to set up playdates with Ryan to get him to play the PS4 Ratchet & Clank game, and then subsequently we would follow it up with uh, Rift Apart, so... Well, Wait, yeah, because so there's a Ratchet and Clank on PS4. Yep, and it's different than the PS5 one. Yeah the okay. P- the PS4 one is sort of like a redux or retelling of the first Ratchet and Clank game that ever came out for was it PS2? Yes. Yeah, I want to say it was for, firstly on PS2, but uh, I don't know. I've been constantly trying to chase the high of ratchet and clank up your arsenal because there was something about that there was a magic to that game i haven't played one since was ps2 the first one it came out on yes. yeah i think so yep yeah because i don't know if i played the playstation 3 one i think there was two for ps3 yeah there, there's definitely two for ps3 because i was actually rummaging through ryan's uh camper recently and he has two ratchet and clank games sitting in the camper for ps3 absolutely when it when it's raining and shitty out you can't go doing camper related stuff it's like let's play some good old vigima games nothing wrong with that better than tenting right that's what i do Yeah. yeah i i know all about tenting too i was a boy scout for my entire fucking child life. Ugh, it hurts when you're older. Yeah, it. I mean, to an extent it does, but I, I stuck with it long enough to uh, get my eagle. So, you know, getting older and having been in Boy Scouts, tent camping or not, I at least have the benefit for job applications there. Yeah, man, eagles uh, actually... What, what would you call it prestigious it's like the top thing you can get as a boy yep. scout and it's like one percent of uh kids that enlist in it i think get the eagle scout so it's kind of ridiculous yeah, yeah, it's like a... it's eight percent overall and and so the thing to clarify on that is we're talking a hundred years so in a hundred years eight percent of people i think zach's correct though like in the last couple years uh it's about one percent actually totally do it but back in the earlier days a lot of people stuck to it i guess a lot better than we did now but well it's i mean a lot of it has to do with uh i mean parents these days their kids are seemingly i mean 
I have no real place to talk. I don't have any actual evidence of this, but from what I've gathered is so many kids are not raised by the iPad, but there's this almost like instinct in children right now to just stay inside. I mean, I like staying inside, but Oh, so so do I, but you know, how are you supposed to build your immune system? There's an uh, app for that. If you have a broken AC unit, you just Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Parents seem to be like hypochondriacs and there's, I, I don't know. I mean, if I had a kid, I'd probably fucking try and protect him with everything. They'd be, uh, was it, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Bubble Boy? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, some of that parenting requires so much attention that you're just, like, sending him outside. Like, go play in the swing set, and then you get, like, five minutes of just peace. Yeah, I'd have to imagine sending him outside is... That's that's your break. That's your peace. Nope. No, then no. Like, Come play with me in the playhouse. Oh man. Push me on the swing. Yeah. But at I, least it's I, less effort than yeah. than them being crazy. <laughs> uh what were we talking about? So now you have uh, a PS5 and we all hate you. Yeah, uh I got lucky cuz my girlfriend works at Target. So she gets to see when shipments come in. So she, I mean, this was earlier on in, well, when was this? Like back in April, I think I got it. And so maybe it was March. I don't fucking remember. But yeah, so she works at Target. She got to see when they came in. So she knew that, oh, this is the day that they're going to drop them. And they drop at the same time every week, whatever day, and she didn't even get them from the store she worked at. She tried to go on and order it. We had to drive fucking 45 minutes to a different Target to get it. Dang. Yeah, so we we got lucky. I mean, that's how I got my PS3. I worked at Target in the electronics department, and one of the PS3s that came in on shipment accidentally fell behind the counter until I went on break, which conveniently I was then able to ask for and purchase. <laughs> Whatever, man. You, you put what you got to, to good use, right? Yeah, I mean, do what you got to do so you can keep gaming. I mean, shit. It was still, I was like, what? I was young. I'm not going to give an exact age. I was younger and uh, $600 was a lot of fucking money to drop on a 60 gig, you know, launch PlayStation 3. Like, I think it was like two months after they had, like, officially launched, I had one. So, but yeah, man, it's always awesome when you're able to get those kind of deals because you got somebody on the inside. An inside man. <laughs> oh, I miss working retail. It has its moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's the best PS5 game right now? Uh, pound for pound, I would say Returnal. I mean, that's also for me, I'm a big fan of roguelikes, roguelites. At the time that I was playing it, I had the time to come home from work, sit down, and put in the whatever two to four hours that it needed to complete a run. So, for I mean, one run? In, yeah, but. So what you can do is if you don't want to stop the run, you just put it into rest mode. 
and then what? you can come back, pick What's it rest up. Mode? Uh, so it's like when your computer goes to sleep. Oh, so it's like the Switch sleeping. Yeah, where it can keep running, and it can keep you know your game running in the background, but it's in like a, it's in a state like a floating state where you can just come back, pick it up right where you left off. But there's what is this game? Returnal. Oh my god, I'm uh, watching the trailer and it's just wild. Looks like Matrix yeah. mixed with Last Stranding or whatever. I also got to play it and I will say that the force feedback and like the uh, haptic triggers and all of those cool new features in the PlayStation 5 controller were super amazing with that game. Like I played it and I was very very impressed it looks too scary it's not yeah. scary at all i mean the trailer makes it look scary yeah the trailer makes it look very bullet helly like there's a bunch of like demons coming after you yeah but uh no it's fantastic game story doesn't make a whole lot of sense maybe i just didn't you know dig deep enough to try and make sense of the story but yeah that that game was literally my life for two or three weeks. I'd get home from work and I would just play and play and play and play. So it, yeah, pound for pound, I'd say right now with, and there's not necessarily a lot of games coming out on PS five that you can't get on like PS four or something, but it's, it's phenomenal. It's it. If I got a PlayStation five tomorrow, it would be the first game I bought like immediately. I wonder to ask in Discord if anybody has a PS5. I forgot. There's certain people with them, and some, I think like Nick and Don are still trying to find them. So, but they've mentioned that game before. Yeah, well, it's amazing. You know what's amazing? Mario Golf. No, it. Oh, you know what, Zach? What do you think about Mario Golf? Let's get your hot take on this, because uh, you played for like five hours with me. Two it weeks is, ago. It is a lot. Um, <laughs> I mean, our first game we played, it was literally just you and me head to head knocking some balls into holes. But, uh, uh, okay, don't, 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 don't take that out of context, people. <laughs> um, but uh, then we explored some of the other game modes. We played through the storyline and, oh man, it's, trying to be too much i think is the way that i would put it where it's so busy that like the storyline for instance is a tour of all the different game modes that the game has to offer and nothing wrong with that i guess but at the same time if you're trying to play just a golf game that that's not it Hmm. Yeah, that's not it, boss. It's got a lot of uh, a lot of like really bad forced RPG elements. If they had done it better, it could have been more interesting. But they, it's really not exciting. You know what I mean? Like, would you, you agree, Zach? Like, if there were like cutscenes and I don't know, maybe something that either you could a skip or b were more if, yeah exciting. I mean, if... But I guess it's really hard to make a golf game exciting. I don't know. I'm not trying like to shit could. on golf games because I, I love them, but you know, yeah, I, I don't know. 
it could be more exciting if you put in some of those more RPG elements where there is a real story to it as opposed to, oh, well, um, my me character Frumpy and his skirt are going to go running around and, oh, we got to do a qualifier. Oh, we got to go, you know, win the first half of this round. And, oh, now we got to go play the back nine. And, hey, you did that. You're on to the next place. Now you got to play this cross-country mode, which is, um, I think it might have been mentioned in the last podcast, actually. But it's, you know, you hit a ball over some mountains and then you got to go find a fucking tornado to bring you up to that level. And you got to get to your ball within a certain amount of time. And you got to get under par, whatever the hole or whatever the shot count is. So, and yeah, there's, if it's going to be an RPG, there's got to be a story to it. I, from what you guys have said, it, and I guess I might've said this before is like, they should have broken these modes apart at the menu. Like I want to play the story mode. I want to play golf. I want to play scramble. Like instead of forcing you through it, they should have let you decide or even let you do a couple hours in and then break it apart. Yeah. I mean, what they should have done was they should have made the story mode optional. Cause like you can do that from the get go, right from the menu, you can select if you want to play scramble, if you want to play the story, if you want to play, whatever the chase after your ball version is. And that's fine. Like, it's cool that you get the option at the menu, but the story shouldn't be, uh, well, now here I go backtracking because the story makes you, you got something. Oh, I think it, I think, I guess what it happened was Ryan said to unlock like clubs and such, you had to play this, the RPG story stuff. Well, or new courses. Right. Oh, new like, courses. Okay. Yeah, I mean Zach was there for that. There's only I think two courses you can play from the get go. Yep. Uh, you know, and the rest of them you can see like question marks, like ooh, I wonder what's locked behind there. But like, there's well, no way I, to unlock that stuff unless you're playing that stupid story mode. I I think that we actually unlocked one of the maps while we were just putzing around playing whatever. I don't remember if we. Or did we unlock that playing the story? We unlocked it playing the story. Okay. But yeah, I I had hoped for more, but it is an interesting concept. It is an interesting take. Would I have bought it again at full price? No. But I would have picked it up when it was on sale. Yeah, I I have not bought it because you and uh, you had those issues and Don had like bu- game bugs. And so I was like, well, I'll just wait till it potentially goes on sale. I mean, it's not a bad thing to do. I don't know. It's not like that's going to be a limited time game. So, right. Yeah. So what else, Zachy? Uh, what, so right now, would you say your go-to console is, uh, which systems right now? Uh, well, the top three right now for me are, a lot of time spent divided between PC, Switch, and PS5. So, you know, the big three, because fuck Xbox. No, I... <laughs> well, you have a Xboxes. PC. So... Yeah, exactly. So I have an Xbox. 
because like that's always kind of been the nice thing about pc gaming is you might not get xbox exclusives at launch but they've been getting better about that but you always get the xbox exclusives eventually on the place uh, on the pc whereas you don't get playstation exclusives minus final fantasy 7 for some reason uh, uh, and horizon zero dawn thank you yep that one yep. as well but that's it like we aren't going to get ratchet and clank on the pc no because it's only ever been on sony consoles right so eh. same with metal gear never mind <laughs> we don't care about that that franchise anymore. Ever since they brought in that twenty four guy, I mean, he did a decent oh enough my job God. acting it, but I'm still pissed about. Don it. Don told us we had the wrong guy. It's something Keith Sutherland. Yeah, that's Keith for Sutherland. Yeah, yeah that's the twenty four guy. Yeah, His that's... character's name is Jack Bauer. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We 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 remember Jack Bauer, but we couldn't remember the actor's name. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. Everybody knows Jack Bauer because uh, he's out so there funny. kicking ass and taking names in twenty four hours yep. or less. But yeah, he does a good job. I'm not shitting on his ability to be a voice actor, but it's not. It's not. The original guy. It's it's not David Hayter, and that's you. the problem because he got shafted, and yep. it was he did because they're it? like, we want to go in a new direction, so fuck you, David. Even though you've been doing voice acting for us for like well, ever, <laughs> wasn't that during the whole like power struggle between Konami and fucking Hideo Kojima too? Oh yes, yeah. and yeah, I think so was... David Hayter probably sided with uh, Kojima. Kojima and that I'd was, imagine that was probably another reason why Konami was like oh well fuck you too buddy yeah that's... but supposedly they've been talking about maybe the next one he'd be in it I don't know maybe Keith or Sutherland overall had a lot of negative press like what I just gave but we'll see I mean it kind of comes down to uh, there's got to be contracts involved too because with big A-list celebrity, well, is he A-list? Probably. Um, but like with I people like that, be B-list. Okay, still there had to have been a contract signed, and it's single project, two projects, three projects. Who's to say? Right. I guess we'll find out eventually. I mean, there's always a Metal Gear Solid on uh, the PlayStation platform that's out at the time, so. Yeah, but if it's also not a fucking Kojima made game, is it any, you know, is it worth? I, all right, look, I'm going to say something really unpopular because Konami are absolutely assholes. Um, but if Bethesda and Zenimax can make Doom good without anybody from the Dooms that actually kicked ass, then it's possible. It does not mean uh, it will happen, but it did is. Did you see the last Metal Gear game? Yeah, I played it. Also, Ryan, um, you say that, but wasn't id Software originally the company that made the Doom games? Mm-hmm. It was, but when we're talking about the original Doom games, we're specifically talking about a, a software team of like legitimately in total like seven people. And all of those seven people had left. Now, Doom 3 came out. And if anybody recalls, 
it was really pretty, but most people really hated it because it was it, nothing like the original Doom. It was doo doo. It was yeah, trying it was to be like a it, yeah. It was trying to be like a horror game, right? And, and that was actually what they were trying to go for in the original Doom games, but due to graphics limitations and everything else, it didn't happen. So when Bethesda, because Doom actually was in development hell, I think it was they were trying to make a Doom Four or doom remade for like years and they kept bringing in contractors and different studios and they got to like a point and it was supposed to be a cover-based shooter during like the gears of war reigning as like one of the big king shooters at the time but then it all got Ick. scrapped uh so, thank god but no i mean what i'm saying is that there is a potential if they have the right people come in and come onto the team they could make a good game Obviously, as Parnell has pointed out, their last game, I was not a fan of. And uh, that was Kojima still, so. Mm-mm. So. No, the Metal Gear uh, Online, the multiplayer. Oh, you're talking Metal Gear Survive, the fucking, <laughs> yeah. the zombie one where it's uh, Stab with the Stick Stimulator? Yeah, that one. Oh, my God. It was like, you're branching out the the brand, but no one wanted this. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like you've you've done the Star Wars thing, but worse. <laughs> I have not played like Metal Gear four and five though, so I don't know how good they are. I played five a fair bit, and you know, since it was a Kojima game, it was confusing as hell. <laughs> but uh, I mean, the gameplay was fun. If nothing else, just tying fucking weather balloons to people was. A blast. I forgot about that. Um, that is one series that I will probably try to own all the game, like physical, so I could, so I can play them. Um, awkward pause. <laughs> I was trying to. I was reading the show notes. I was waiting I, to see if someone would speak up. I have purchased Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two for Switch, and I've played. Maybe about 45 minutes. See, I actually have a little bit of a beef with you guys on this subject, because while I was editing the last podcast, I got to listen to something that was mentioned, and you talk about how Tony Hawk Pro Skater, you had to play on the D-pad on PlayStation 1, and Ryan was talking about playing it on the Dreamcast with the analog. Y'all are forgetting, that game came out on Nintendo 64, boys. No. Yes. Tony Hawk Pro Skater came out on Nintendo 64 as well. Oh, well, as well, right. yeah, sure. Yeah, he's he's right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, but I didn't <laughs> so, have a 64 at the time. Yeah, but that had the analog. Oh, sure. Yep. I was looking at Where's up. your god now, Parnell? Huh? What? Where's your yeah. god now? I... How does it feel to have a fucking 27-year-old trumping you guys? <laughs> it's gonna be pretty normal don't worry know. the the 64 was a port oh yeah i'm not saying yeah. it was you know, designed for the 64 <laughs> but it, it had an analog it and was, it was industry leading yeah exactly um <laughs> i will i will say though is that 64s uh analog stick is probably one of the best analog sticks you will ever use well you know the joy con 
obviously. Oh, barf. <laughs> um, have I played in handheld? I think I have, and I've played with the Pro Controller, and I'm still not a fan of the D-pad or on the joystick of either one, but you get used to it. Um, why is it so weird? I wonder if it's just it's too easy to rotate while you're trying to do a trick that requires a certain direction, but yeah, that's, um, you get used to that's it. That's something that, it, well, and that's why the, uh, Nintendo 64 worked so well and why it worked for that game specifically was because it was a port. So the analogs input was simply registered as if you were holding to the left all the way it was as if you were pressing left on the D-pad. If you were holding up, you were holding up on the D-pad. So it's like the little angles that you could get on there didn't matter. It was getting full direction. So there was no real, like, accidental input on it. Well, and the 64 had those little notches, so, like, you could feel where the joystick was. Yep. Oh, God. The notches are so nice. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah man, we don't totally have totally wore down the the sensor in there causing yeah. them to need to be replaced um that's it i was just haven't played that game enough to warrant buying the garage builder or mario golf but there's the new zelda skyward sword hd and so i'll probably go pick that up mm-hmm. parnell why mm-hmm. because it's a Zelda game, and I feel like I'm going to play it. You'll play it's... it, but you're not going to beat it. I'm like, I can't stress to you enough, Parnell. If you like, well, you haven't played enough Zelda to know what you like, but it's really not a good game. Uh, I, I'll quote someone who said that it stands upon the shoulders of its successful brothers and sisters and acts like you should treat it as though it is a instant classic and it is nothing short of just a spoiled child expecting the world. <laughs> um, I don't know if I care because I my first game was Twilight Princess on the Wii. But that's a really, really, really solid title. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> and well, then they there's... made this with the Wii Motion Plus. That's the problem, is they forced motion control on you with Skyward Sword. Whereas in Twilight Princess, you could use the motion controls if you wanted to do like directional attacks, but it wasn't forced, if I remember correctly. That's the whole point. It's like Star Fox. I mean, it's it's the gimmick of the Wii and everyone, you know, yay, Wii gimmick. But on the... Oh, sorry, let me say Wii gimmick. <laughs> but... um. It's if you're going to force people to use that, don't don't do it with your big like brand names. It's it's unbecoming. The fun thing about Nintendo is they do try stuff and you can't fault them for that because they've probably had some failures, but they've had some successes. But why don't they try in the options menu <laughs> where I can turn off forced motion control then? And then I would probably like Star Fox about 100 million billion times more as well, just to jump on that train. Yeah. Um, We might. I don't know if. You don't have to use motion control on the Switch. Oh, did they. Change that? Where have you guys been? Yeah, the release trailer, you can use the joystick. 
So you can like okay. flick the joystick in the direction you want to swing. But what about bomb bowling? <laughs> you need to you need to echo that, Zach, before uh before oh, you make that bomb bowling. Bomb bowling. <laughs> bomb bowling. Bomb, bomb bowling. bowling. <laughs> Fucking bomb bowling. Uh oh. I guess I'm gonna what find out. I mean, I'd love giving Nintendo my money. We know. Mm-hmm. We know. Mm. I just wish you'd play like I don't know, Wind Waker or. Oh my God, Wind Waker is amazing. <laughs> uh, it can't be. It has cartoony graphics. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> okay, Arnell? hold on. Cell shading is not cartoony, and honestly, just... has aged way better than Ocarina Time. I'm just telling. I'm just saying. Hallowed just be thy name. <laughs> uh, Wind Waker does look significantly better today either on original hardware or not. Uh, the graphics have aged a lot better than Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask. Oh, yeah. I'm... Re- did they announce a remaster of those? Or did I make that up? We projected that it might have been something that was going to happen, but it has not happened yet. But if Nintendo knows one thing, it's taking a game they've already made tweaking the graphics a little bit and selling it for the same amount of money as a brand new game. Was this a rumor that we read then where? Yes. Yeah. You had read a rumor. You quoted the old two podcasts ago, the old like 64 Zeldas were being remastered or something. Okay. It's a rumor. I'm going to probably. Oh, wait, dude, I did play links awakening. I got that for switch. That's a fun one, but that, that's hard as fuck, dude. I had to use a guide. That was so hard. Yeah, it's it's really confusing. But that um, it's like that top down Zelda, and mm-hmm. there's something so like fascinating about that for me. And maybe it's one of, I mean, my first all nighter playing games was spent playing uh, Legend of Zelda: Four Swords Adventures with my neighbor across the street. So. There's a special space in my heart for top-down Zelda games, but I just wish they'd start doing them more or, you know, redoing them again like they did with Link's Awakening. I mean, I have the I bought the Amiibo for that too. Mm. I was looking this up. Oh. Yeah. They've just there's just been rumors. I thought we were going to get something. I mean, it'd be cool, but they did also you know, remaster Ocarina and Majora's Mask for the 3DS and Wind Waker was done for the Wii U. So they're fairly I just, recent. I just yeah. wish they ported those to the Switch, though. I yeah, I know. Like, really didn't love playing OOT and uh, Majora's Mask on 3DS. On the 3DS or 2DS or 2DS Plus XL or whatever fucking handheld. Yeah. That was a poor choice. Well, at the time, the Wii U wasn't selling, so <laughs> no. So they were really, they were really backing the 3DS. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, Breath of the Wild's cool, but I'd really love another like 3D adventure, like rail Zelda game, like on the rail Zelda game, as opposed to like a open world. Yeah, I very much am more able to complete and beat rail games than open world. Open world, they just get so... They can be overwhelming as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I did enjoy Breath of the Wild, but I didn't get very far. Like, I've never killed one of those spider laser guys. Like, they seemed way too hard. Oh, Guardians? Nah, dude, Guardians are easy. You just run in there with a two-handed weapon, and you start spindle-winning their legs, and eventually you chop one off, and then you can stun-lock them until you chop each of their legs off. Uh, Or alternatively, you get the ancient... uh... Arrows. Arrow. And, and you, you just, just fucking shoot it tap. in the eye. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know if I got that far. I, I, I ended up, like, I have the strategy guy, like the big book, and I was just going to all the um, shrines. I was just trying mm. to collect the shrines and then enabling all the fast travel points that I could get without getting killed by laser beams. I think on my most recent playthrough, I have unguided done every single shrine there was. Non DLC. Yeah, I don't have the DLC, but some of those were hard. Holy smokes. Oh, I mean, the one that stopped me my first time playing through was the cast, the guy that sings a song. You have to like stand on a pedestal naked in the Blood Moon. And I sat there for like five hours real time when I first fucking played the game, and I could not get a Blood Moon to come up. And I was like, what, what, why? So I just gave up on it. How do you get a Blood Moon to come up? Uh, it's standard cycle, but it must have just happened. But it was oh. really fucking frustrating because I fast traveled away from there. And as I'm like arriving at the next place, it's turning into a Blood Moon. So that was a really defeating moment. God, that's frustrating. Yeah. Um, I just want a new fucking Star Fox. I'm gonna say this every time <laughs> Nintendo comes on. I know nobody from Nintendo listens, but I want a new fucking Star Fox. Funny enough, there's a new Switch update that also updates Joy Cons, but no one can tell us what the update does for the Joy Cons. Uh, hopefully, reduce the amount of uh, drift that the Joy Cons <laughs> are famous for having. Yes. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Would it be awesome to like open up a menu, you know, in that settings thing that Nintendo hasn't figured out for like disabling motion controls and being able to set like, hey, I want to reset exactly where the center of my joysticks are. So then you can continue to play with a Joy-Con that wants to drift. What do you think this is? Like a how crazy would that be? Hunter gun game? No, it's not a computer. That's what it is. <laughs> mm. You just want me to keep buying those fucking $90 Joy-Con sets. Although you can I did ship notice... your stuff for free and get them fixed. Yeah, well, I, quote I, unquote fixed. Yeah, I did notice though that GameStop's now selling individual Joy Cons. Yeah, Nintendo finally started that because that was they were doing that in Japan for a while. For some reason, they never did it in the West. Japan always gets the cool stuff, and then if they deem it cool enough, then we get it. That's correct. Because there's a lot of like I don't know why we didn't get the original Mario too. I mean, Doki Doki whatever is like fine, I guess, but that's not really Mario 2. I watched this thing about it, and it was because in playtests, Mario 2 was way too hard. And after playing it on my Game & Watch, it is way too hard. <laughs> well, maybe you shouldn't be playing on a Game & Watch, but like a Super Nintendo. I didn't think it was that Super hard. Nint- it's a Nintendo. It's original Nintendo. Yeah, I know, but we were able to get them eventually on the Super Nintendo copy of mario all-stars yes but the game and watch is almost the same size as a nintendo controller Mm. almost is not though 
So <sighs> get out of here. Just saying. I'm super saying. Um. God, you said something about the switch, and I was I had something I forgot what it was. There's a couple garage builder, um, that like games people have made that are freaking legit. One dude made a Metal Gear Solid game, Star Fox. It's legit, man. This looks pretty cool. A Metal Gear Solid Star Fox game? No, sorry. A Metal Gear Solid and then a Star Fox, like separate. Ah, separate. Got it. I'm really sad that we'll never get to see the awesome Unreal Engine, uh, Super Mario 64, and Legend of Zelda remakes that fans have made that Nintendo keeps slapping DCA claims onto them with. Because those look super cool. We'll never get them. Well, I mean, if you really want to, you know, back the concept of people DMCAing things, uh, maybe you should get rid of that Metallica pinball you have in your basement, Ryan, seeing as Lars Ulrich is kind of the motherfucker that got that shit going so mainstream. (laughs) To be fair, uh, fair. that was licensed through them, though. That's that's not uh, it's not breaking any rules. Metallica got their cut for that, I guarantee you. Although yeah, I'm sure I... they're pissed now that they didn't get enough. What, what do you mean? Well, I wonder if it's like per machine that they get it, or uh, it's all like... contract based on negotiations. Right. So I'm wondering if like Stern was like, "Yeah, we'll give you this much," and then they kept coming out with like re-releases of it, and I'm wondering if like. Metallica just got like that one lump sum or if every time they did another run they got it um it all depends like if you if if someone like Metallica licensed their property to a pinball manufacturer you shouldn't expect you're going to make a you're not going to get rich off this one adventure right what you're doing is trying to get your brand awareness bigger and appease fans that do spend money on stuff that does make you money, like concerts and stuff. So it's a good supplemental income, but it shouldn't be like this main. Well, we're making, you know, X million because I don't know if they sold that many, but I mean, they did do a few runs of it. I mean, look at how crazy it's gotten with like Led Zeppelin. Like Stern's now having to put other music in. Because the licensees that they're licensing through won't allow their music that are licensed for the pinball machines to be played on Twitch. Wait, what? Oh, that's so stupid. Yeah. And it's not just Led Zeppelin now. So Led Zeppelin opened the floodgate and now Disney did it with Mandalorian. You have to put the Mandalorian pinball machine into stream mode, which turns off all the default music in it. So you won't get your like Twitch flagged for copyright i didn't realize they had a stream mode now oh yeah well it's i think they call it uh it's not stream mode but that's literally what they tell you they're like well if you're going to stream it you put on the alternate uh sound package mode on and it's like oh cool so i just bought this fucking game that should be licensed to me and i can't play it on twitch thanks guys it's okay i give it a couple of years before uh streaming and all that kind of stuff is dead because on screen is a licensed IP. 
So we're going to start DMCAing you because you uh, have the Mandalorian on screen. So, uh, yeah, get bent. I mean, that's very possible, too. It would be unfortunate, but I don't know, with the uh, trigger happy on the lawyer's lifestyle that the world has kind of been moving towards, everyone's got to get theirs, and you can buy things for personal use, but to try and monetize anything off of the likeness, sound, anything is just going to come crashing down on the world. Oh my gosh, here's the Metal Gear. It looks so good. I just sent it to you in chat. I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. Okay, it's Garage so cool Gear that, Solid. Yeah, like, this Garage Builder app has the just People are doing some crazy stuff with it. The box says not snake. That is beautiful. <laughs> oh, boy. That is pretty interesting. It makes me want to buy it. But uh, it'll be like Mario Maker, where it'll be one of those I don't play it enough to justify. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Zach, how much like Netflix or anime stuff do you watch? Uh, kind of depends on what's going on in my life. I've been finding myself on the couch watching shit, watching things just a lot more lately, so fair amount i mean i was one of the first people that hopped on the uh like streaming life for netflix way back in the day Hmm. okay so what just before the we started filming recording i realized that netflix has the new or not new but it has the warcraft movie now so we can watch that because i wanted to watch it but i haven't found it Dynasty Warriors had a movie. Might not be good. And then Resident Evil has a new animated movie that's called Infinite Darkness that should drop in a day or two. Alright. So have you seen the Warcraft movie? Uh, I saw the first one from several years ago, and it was a fun romp, but also kind of rough to watch. I think uh, that's what this is. Like, I think it's the... It's the same movie, or is yeah. it like the second? There's a second one? Oh, I wasn't sure if there was or not. I don't think it did good enough for a second, but people, I watched a video about it, and people were like, no, this was good, but it just, there were some things that weren't done good. We should get another one that that explains it correctly. Yeah, that's, to my understanding, that was the general consensus, and I didn't play a whole lot of uh, WoW back in the day. I mean, I had a buddy try and get me into it, and it was just, way too overwhelming like i logged in and immediately i'm swarmed by hundreds of players that are like trying to talk to me and oh my god yeah it it, it was too much i mean i w- i remember watching the movie when it came out because we're talking about the one that came out like years ago right yeah, yeah. 2016 yeah okay i hated <laughs> that movie and I won't say that I'm like the biggest World of Warcraft or Warcraft nerd around, but I have played a lot of the WoWs and it really didn't do a lot for me personally. What about so, the RTSs? Uh, I really liked Warcraft 3, obviously. And I fucking love StarCraft and StarCraft Oh, too. so good. But 
Um, I was really pissed. We never got the StarCraft RPG and we also, or MMO RPG. And we also never got StarCraft ghost. And we also never got a StarCraft movie. Cause I think there's totally enough material there for them to have done something. Oh, easily. They could have made a much better movie based on StarCraft than they did with WoW. WoW was just too much going on in the world of WoW that they would have had to focus on such a singular part, whereas StarCraft is pretty straightforward. Yeah. But I've always been more attracted to StarCraft than World of Warcraft, or the Warcraft world versus StarCraft world. Well, I mean, there's aliens. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That alone. Also true. Guns. That's another one. Well, okay, there were guns in WoW, but machine guns. There we go. There you go. Marines. Yep. And I love how in that universe they'd take the (laughs) convicts and they'd throw them in marine suits and they'd be like, all right, here you go. You get to leave prison, but you're now in your own eternal prison because you're in that marine suit. We wish you luck against the Zerg menace. Good luck, buddy. Oh, and the Protoss are here, too, to poke you in the butt. (laughs) God, StarCraft would make... I mean, they could easily do an animated TV series. They could do a movie. And then... uh, Yeah, I love the lore behind it. I never got super deep into, like, remembering people's names and stuff, but I enjoyed it. I mean, I could just hear Raynor's story told, like, 800 times over, and I'd be happy. But, like, Tassadar and... Uh, you know, Kerrigan's whole story, like each one of those could be a movie. I mean, and that's kind of what we got in Starcraft two, but damn it. I just want a whole movie. I mean, they could just as easily make a uh, bad batch style Mm. uh, TV show where it follows like a crew of Marines from convict to glory. (laughs) Yeah, They they did that though. Uh, Was that with mass effect? The, the movie. And that was garbage. I turned yeah, it but... off like halfway through. I couldn't. I literally had to turn it off. <laughs> yeah, but that's also EA and Bioware, which I love Bioware, but I don't know. I I'd mean, like Activision that... and, and when I hear the word Activision next to. Uh, I forgot that yeah. Activision is with Blizzard now. When I hear Activision Blizzard, I don't necessarily think that they're going to do what's right either. <laughs> No, probably no. not. I'll never forget the first day that they had Call of Duty like available in their like Blizzard launcher. It just felt so dirty because it was just like, well, this is it. Here's the end. It's also when Blizzard started not producing super great stuff, but they also haven't released much since. I mean, I was kind of pissed that we didn't get to see more of the hybrids in StarCraft 2. Like they came out with the ghost thing, thinking that that would make up for StarCraft Ghost never getting released. And it doesn't. But I was really, really upset we didn't get to see more of the hybrids. What do you mean the hybrids? In StarCraft 2. Was that part of the, oh my god, I didn't buy all the packages, I only bought the first one. Oh, Wings of Liberty? Yeah, okay. So there's, there's like, well, three, I think, if you include the DLC for starcraft 2 ghost where you get to play um those missions but yeah i would have really liked to have seen them try to bring like the hybrids into it or at least have had a solo campaign if they didn't want to take it online for obvious balancing reasons 
I think that could have been cool to get more insight into them, but we didn't get that either. Uh, what about the monsters being remade by Rob Zombie? Uh, I heard I mean, Cassandra Peterson's going to be in it. Who's that? Who, I, I don't. I don't recognize that name. The Mistress of the Dark. Oh, I guess if you haven't played Scared Stiff. Or oh yeah, well Elvira. yeah. I, uh, it's cool that Cassandra is going to be in it, but I don't really care that much. If I'm being honest. Oh, she's the original Elvira, huh? Mm-hmm. She is. Okay. She is Elvira. Yeah, she <laughs> uh, she spawned a thousand prepubescent boners. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. I. I don't know. I. I think that Rob Zombie could do good with it. I kind of like the remade Halloween of his, but at the same time, I hate it. But some of his movies are like enjoyable. And some of them I hate. Yeah, that's what I was. I forget the one where it's like following his wife when she's in like New York as like a TV talk show host. And there's like some scary stuff going on. I forget the name of that movie, but I had to turn that one off. It was awful. It just didn't grab me at all. Yep, I'll be curious what, what this is like. I'll try to find it on the streaming service. It could be good. That's the thing. It could be. Yeah. I won't completely discredit rob zombie he can make content that's enjoyable but uh yeah i I think we might be at the end of our time question mark we got a two-hour podcast sure zach's already like shut the fuck up guys (laughs) i don't want to have to edit any more of this that's what parnell would be doing he'd be over here in the chat like Stop fucking talking. It's midnight. <laughs> I need to get to bed. This is over two hours long. Oh, my God. I don't remember <laughs> even saying that stuff. I do remember. Well, I mean, before we take off, then uh, I'd like to at least address the so the Resident Evil animated film. Uh, it's going to be good, obviously, because Resident Evil animated films have always stayed more true to the canonical uh, world that it is, and they're just fun. They can do more than what they can do live action. Zach, is this the one that they leaked the cast for a couple of um, weeks ago? And I even brought it up on the podcast. I think so. Because it was a bunch of famous people, and I, I, if, when I first saw the leak, I was like, or maybe they teased it. I was like, oh, they're doing another movie, but that Mila chick's not in it. And then it dawned on me when I read it, that it was an animated. I wonder if that's it. Yeah. And Mila really hasn't been in any of the animateds that I know of. Oh, thank God. Like not that she's a bad actor, but they just need to keep them separate. Like don't mash everything together. Well, what sucks is, is like in the video games, there's actually some like really cool characters and we don't really get to see them except for in the animated movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, is this an animated movie or is this uh, a series? I don't know. It's probably a series. I thought it was it a movie. Like but... it, might, it looks like it might be a series. Oh, maybe it's just like, see what they could be doing is like a eight part, you know, eight episodes, but it's just like one giant movie. That's possible too. It uh, it doesn't look like it's a like super A-list cast list. Hmm. 
Oh, and yeah, and then the other uh, movie you mentioned was uh, Dynasty Warriors, I think. Yeah. And it could be good, but for me, uh, keep it to the games. There's something fun about just going in and cutting swaths through crowds of folk and calling it a day. <laughs> Dynasty right. Warriors never really <laughs> excited me. I Serious? Know. I love hack and slashing. It's just tedious. It's amazing. Resident Evil will be a multi-episode. Like they're calling this season one, episode one is the eighth of July. Okay. Also, can we finally get the fucking Zelda, like, TV series or movie? Like, come do on, you, Nintendo. Do you actually want it though? Yeah, I do. Oh, has to be better than the animated thing. And I've seen a bunch of people making oh. like fake trailers for it. That I would absolutely sit down and binge like over and over again. That's fair. Interesting. It, there was supposed to be one, or I think they kept talking that like maybe Netflix had gotten something, and then people kept coming up with like fake trailers or something hmm. to that extent for it. And the ones that I remember seeing looked pretty cool. Um, because this brings me on my little thing. I think I forgot to talk about. So there's this new, I guess there's a new big push at Nintendo for Donkey Kong IP. And so there's, um, because he's the oldest character, supposedly, but he's not as popular as Mario. But there's a game in development, and it's not by, I'm forgetting the studio's name that usually did the Tropical Freeze and stuff. All I can think is in-house. I I just want a uh, remaster of uh, Donkey Kong 64 with a better audio sample of oh banana (laughs) dude that that's my first 64 game oh that is a great a great game once you you know figure out what the fuck you're supposed to do yeah yeah that was a rough one but they're also talking about an animated tv show that'll go along and i'm assuming they'll do a game and watch because they've now announced the zelda game and watch so there could be a big Donkey Kong year next year. I wouldn't be upset with that. But you're saying there's also a Zelda animated series that was teased. So I wonder if there, if that rumor had anything to do with like a studio that was doing some sort of work for them to get onto like Disney or... Well, they, I don't know if they work with... They probably wouldn't work with Disney because they picked Universal Studios to do their theme parks. So probably Netflix or Amazon. Uh, probably Paramount Plus. Ugh, I don't want to get another one. Yeah, I just know that, like, uh, Spongebob's over there, so Paramount is probably where, like, Nickelodeon franchises are. Or, yeah, because well, some Paramount is yeah. a universal property. So, I think at least? Fuck, maybe I'm wrong. Well, because, like, Adult Swim's on Hulu, so I guess it, like, depends on, like, what studio even yeah plus i don't know if i said this on the podcast before my wife found this like the super mario brothers animated tv series dvd in like you know the the dollar bin and uh, my daughter's obsessed with mario so she picked it up and holy moly it's like not horrible but it's the animation is the style is very late 80s kind of like the sonic of that time too but it's almost like Cheech and Chong are Mario and Luigi. 
It's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Is there? Yeah. I looked up the Zelda stuff. I can't find anything. Well, yeah, because Nintendo DCMA made all the different ones. Oh. I mean, dude, Sega used to do that, and then they finally, um, I think, I think they finally accepted it. Like, as long as you're not making money off of it, they've allowed it. Yeah, but when it's on YouTube, you're you're technically making money on it. Uh, I I didn't make money on YouTube, and I got banned from some jackass. Well, yeah, but that's Stern. That's different. No, the different guy. <laughs> the game developer who flagged all my walkthrough videos. See, what you should have done is just put a few different other copyrighted DCMA things on. That's how Jim Sterling gets around that. No, so like he flagged so many videos so fast that they said, well, there's your three warnings. You're shut down. And there was no talking uh, my way out of it. Yeah. I mean, what I have like 55 subscribers or something is like. And that was more off the Hydro Thunder stuff than anything. Universal is owned by General Electric, so... Of course it is. Yeah, what that could pertain to, who knows, as far as movies and where that would be. They have Comcast, NBC... Oh, so it'd be on, what is it, Peacock? Well, okay, so, like, Nintendo's not, like, technically tied to them, but Nintendo chose Universal Studios to build their theme park in Japan. So in theory, then at least there's there's a tie you know, somehow. Some, yeah, there's at least positive business relations. Yeah, because I think they're building one in the U.S. now. I think it's in California. Oh, that's fair. Well, I mean, realistically, though, if it is on Peacock, that's not the worst thing, because to my understanding, that is a free streaming service with ads. Oh, if it's free... I'll t- I hate ads, but I will totally watch something if it's something I really want to watch. I'll oh, yeah. survive through the ads. I don't know. Don't tell YouTube, but I swear to God, if they put another ad where I have to skip three ads in a row, I think that's going to be the fucking straw, and I'm just going to have to get YouTube Red or Premium or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, but they put their own They put their own ads in. It's so irritating. Wait, What? So if you pay for no ads, you still get ads? No, no. I'm I'm talking about YouTube putting their own ads for YouTube Red and all their YouTube videos. Oh, I don't care about that. I just So Super Nintendo World is going in Universal Studios Orlando. Okay. So clearly good enough relationship with Universal or General Electric or whoever to continue making more things over in the states. Yeah, maybe California. I feel like doesn't Universal already have um, a park in California? I thought they had one in Orlando, like in Florida. I thought that was the big. That's the big one. I thought. I don't know. It does. It doesn't seem that big. Like if I don't know if you've looked up the Japanese park. Mm, I've yeah, I've seen videos of like the. at least, like, the Mario portion of it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, it probably pales in comparison to Disney, but Disney owns fucking everything, so. Well, it's just interesting, because, like, I'm looking at the whole thing, and it's it's a very cool experience. But it's, like, as long as it wasn't packed, you could get through the entire park in a day. And maybe that's their goal. 
but like it's I don't know probably being like at Harry Potter at Universal I guess it doesn't seem I if you've been to Universal in Orlando their one big park is like this huge ring right and everything's kind of based off this ring and then they built the second park that the Harry Potter train goes to as well and like that one big ring has you know it had Marvel and it had Dr. Seuss, Harry Potter, C- Congo looking thing, Jurassic Park, like all these things are in it where this is just this its own little kind of like self-contained world. It's just interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. But it's very interactive, like all those little one-ups or whatever those little bricks. I really want to go there soon. Yeah. Field trip. Yeah, I keep talking to Chelsea about wanting to do it for like our honeymoon. Japan? Well, obviously, eventually Japan. Yeah, maybe not honeymoon, but we would really like to go to Japan. All my friends that went there fucking loved it. I hear it's good. Oh my god. Is this actual... How the hell did they manage this? It's so impressive that, like, they managed to make the... Uh, like part of the park that is this like Mario theme look cartoony. Yeah, they like painted. Yeah, yeah. It's just like the way everything is. God, that's impressive. Uh, there's a couple because the one in Japan's open now, but there's a couple walkthrough videos where like the people walk in with a camera, and in the beginning, as you're walking through the tunnel, they do a lot of sound manipulation. And then all the picture frames are kind of like Harry Potter's, where like they follow you or change as you walk by. That's pretty cool. It'll be neat to see how it yeah. goes. And if they, like, I know Tron got built in China's Disney Park first, and then I think they're building it in California now. Hmm. And it's like, well, good because the Tron thing. I, I love Tron, but like, are they changing it when they're building it here? Or is it like a, like a one-to-one replica? Cause you think they'd want to make it a tad different so that if you were traveling, you could have a different experience. Yeah. Incentivizing tourists to go to all still go. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It looks so cool though. Like the only thing I hate is if it's just packed shoulder to shoulder, it's not, it's not going to be enjoyable. Yeah. Well, I mean, now is the time to go to something like that because you still got plenty of people that are not willing to go out into packed spaces like that. I'm hearing everything's busy, but I don't know, man. I don't leave my house. Same. All right. Parnell Yond. I think it's that time, though. Listeners, we would like to thank you. And Zach, thank you as well for coming on and talking pinballs movies arcades video games tv shows whatever we else whatever else we have in our basement <laughs> uh i had a lot of fun having you on this show zach and i'm sure you're gonna have a lot of fun editing this two and a half hour long podcast oh yeah i'm very happy to uh contribute to my own suffering any way i can so. <laughs> yeah well on that i guess i will go ahead and say good day Good evening and good night. Thank you, everyone. Have a great night. Goodbye. Bye bye.
now recording. Why do you bring him up? Fuck you, Craig. <laughs> All right, ready? Um, oops, sorry. Juicy. Okay. <laughs>